0: show is to get to the heart of well-being through inspirational stories of everyday people expert insights from a number of health and lifestyle related disciplines and exploration of topics that underpin well-being if you want to take control of your well-being and put yourself front and center in your life then this is the podcast for you i want you to feel calm nurtured and inspired so you can enjoy your life and your success If you have not yet done so, please subscribe, rate and review on iTunes or Stitcher. And if you know someone else that would get value from the show as well, please share it with them. Join me on this journey and let's live the fab life together. Hello and welcome. It's Bev and today I'm so delighted to introduce my guest, Diane. So welcome to you, Diane. Thank you so much, Bev, and thank you so much for having me here. So the reason I wanted to talk to Diane is because given our worldwide situation, we are now at home all the time and we're going to talk about a topic that people may know something about but not a lot about. So Diane, let's kick off first with, tell us about yourself and what it is that you do. Okay, so I live in Townsville in
1: Queensland and uh, I am actually an EMF consultant or an EMF technician. And I assess and manage electromagnetic fields uh, in people's homes and workplaces. And I do this in a number of ways. I do this by, uh, for people that live locally in Townsville. I can do that by going into their homes and I use specialised meters and I can actually record uh, what, they're being, what them and the family are being exposed to. And then I can uh, put in, in place some solutions to reduce their exposure to EMF. I also, Bev, do comprehensive online EMF assessments as well where uh, I can have a, over, a look at the person's home and go around and pinpoint um, areas where families are spending time and what they can do to reduce their exposure as well. What
0: actually got you involved in this field of, of interest? Because we often... You know, when we come to something, we have had a personal experience of it. And then we become real crusaders and (laughs) advocates for it because it made such a difference. So tell us a little bit about your own story. I'd love to. Uh, Well, actually, I
1: went and I did a course down in Melbourne on EMF radiation assessment and shielding. But I didn't go down there to do that. I went down there to do geobiology. I was very passionate about that. And while I was down there in Melbourne, I did learn about EMF assessments, um, radiation and symptoms of exposure. And uh, I was down there for about five or six days doing this assessment. And uh, then I came, I came home and I realized when I came home that when I was in Melbourne doing this assessment, the symptoms that I was experiencing in my home environment had disappeared. Now the symptoms I were experiencing there were insomnia, extreme fatigue and like brain fog, which led to like memory loss, forgetting sentences and speaking to people and forgetting what I was saying. And I realized then, the penny dropped for me that, well Di, you've just learned about all the symptoms of EMF when you were down in Melbourne and you didn't even put two and two together, that that's what your symptoms were. Now I'd been to doctors, I'd been to naturopaths, they couldn't tell me what was wrong. I was able to change my environment uh, and from what I'd learned and then my symptoms just went away so uh, those symptoms absolutely completely ruined my well, not ruined my life but
0: had a massive impact on my life for about four months yeah wow yeah impeccable timing that you actually went on that course because you could have been here much longer than you mm-hmm. know four months so that's impeccable timing wonderful
1: I call it divine timing, yes. uh, you know, honestly, because I didn't know where my next step was going to be. How was I going to get better? What was wrong with me? And then, and this turned up and it's like, I'm getting goosebumps now. It's like, oh my gosh, this is what I meant to do, <laughs> you know, help other people that may not realize um, what's happening
0: for them or their family. Yes. And we've been talking about EMF. So let's explain what is EMF? Okay, so in a nutshell, and to make it really basic,
1: electromagnetic fields or EMF or electromagnetic radiation are what is emitted from our mobile devices. So for instance, mobile phone towers, cordless phones are a big one. So if you have a cordless phone, um, be aware of that. Your mobile phone towers in the area, baby monitors. Not only that, it's wired devices as well, Bev. So we've got to look at things like Um, The power poles out the front of our home, our appliances in the home when they're turned on,
0: where's the meter box, where's things like this, they all emit um, electromagnetic fields. And I know there's a lot of disagreement around EMF safety and the impact on the human body. Mm. So should we be worried about EMF exposure? Well, in my opinion, absolutely, because um, look what it did to me.
1: And look what I, I speak to many people that are impacted by Um, electromagnetic fields. And uh, the World Health Organization, um, I know they're getting a bit of a rap at the moment and not a good one, and there's certainly reasons for that. But they've classified um, electromagnetic fields as possibly carcinogenic to humans, so it's a 2B carcinogen, which means that it can cause cancer in humans. Now, there are numerous studies that have been done. There's the Ramazzini Institute study, the Non-Toxicology Project study, uh, Werthmia and Lepidid studies, all conclusively showing that EMF does cause cancer, chronic health issues and other uh, diseases as well. So there's thousands upon thousands of peer-reviewed studies that do show that, uh, yes, we do need to be concerned and we do need to be aware of electromagnetic fields, whether it's from wireless devices or wired devices. I could talk about this for ages, about the exposure standards, why they're inadequate and they're not based on health, they're based on uh, test technical aspects, but uh, you know that's another story, I
0: suppose <laughs> and it makes complete sense that we have interference from those electromagnetic fields because we are electrical beings. The fact that you can do ECG of your heart and the EEG of your head that gives you a big clue that we are electrical beings, and so any interference so when you think of it in the old days with the radio with the aerial, mm. you had to turn that aerial around to stop the fuzz. Of the interference of other devices, so it makes perfect sense to me. And one of the studies that I read about was the woman in the ABC in Sydney. They were in Ottoman. They had these big radio masts right outside the office window, so you know the office block and the radio masts were together. Without exception, each of those women developed breast cancer which to me was just profound. And then they worked it out and they've actually moved out of that building. I remember that, absolutely. And
1: just as a matter of interest, they're also suspecting high magnetic fields were there as well, which they would have been. So yeah, I remember that study and they did test the building as well, apparently.
0: Yeah, and how unfortunate that it had to happen to so many women before they took action. But I'm grateful that they actually... Recognized what the problem was and Mm. finally did something about it. But I think we can't underestimate the environment that we're living in now, because a lot of it's unseen. So what we don't see, we often don't consider as being part of the problem. So Mm. you've given us some great examples there of how there's everything in your home which is wired and connected to power, and even the power, you know, that's flowing not just the wireless. So, you know, a lot of us tend to think of EMF and wireless. So let's, we've talked about the sort of high level of how it impacts the body, but how does EMF impact the body?
1: Okay, so I will do it in a bit of a nutshell. And one of the main things, Bevan, you probably know far more about melatonin than what I do, but it does impact melatonin. And melatonin um, of course helps to prevent cancer. It boosts our immune system, helps combat inflammation, uh, regulates our circadian rhythm. So how we sleep and insomnia and sleep disturbances are a huge issue with um, exposure to EMF. It also um, has an impact on our DNA. So it can actually lead to um, genotoxicity within our DNA. And it can also lead to genetic mutations and poison the cell and alter the sequence of the DNA and cause gene mutations. So our DNA, you know, that's what we pass down to our children. It also impacts the blood-brain barrier. Now, the blood-brain barrier is there to um, uh, maintain the environment of the brain and to protect the brain. And the EMF affects the the blood-brain barrier by making it more permeable. So when you have things like toxins, heavy metals, chemicals uh, in our in our bodies, um, that blood-brain barrier is there to keep those kind of things away from our brain to protect our brain. But now this is becoming more permeable and allowing these toxins into the environment of our brain. And there's one other, there's many issues, but another one I want that's a, that really intrigues me is our cells. A lot of our cells have. I'm going to say little gates that allow the calcium to come into the cell. And when we have enough calcium in our cell, the gate will shut. But what the radiofrequency or EMF does is it leaves the gate open. So the calcium actually floods the cell, it then poisons the cell and produces free radicals. And we all know that free radicals are hazardous to our cells. So they're just some of the ways that it does impact
0: our bodies. So a lot, of, a lot of different ways. So it's not only one, you know, like you can't say it's a one-to-one, it's one-to-many. So EMF affects many parts of the body. It's not one thing. And like you mentioned there with the melatonin, melatonin is actually so critical to our sleep-wake cycle, but it does have all those other properties. So yeah, really important. And I'm glad you mentioned the uh, breach of the blood-brain barrier because the rise of Alzheimer's actually can be tracked in there's a what I would call not a causal link because you can't prove that, but there's a correlation between the increase of EMF over time and the rise of Alzheimer's, too. So it's quite interesting that you mentioned that um, breach hmm. of the blood brain barrier because they've actually found plaques in the brain of things that should be in the gut. So that's really interesting in and of itself. We talked about some of the symptoms of EMF exposure. So let's do a deeper dive. What are some of the symptoms you can expect from EMF exposure?
1: Okay, well, there there's numerous symptoms, but just off the top of my head, a lot of the um, most common ones are headaches and migraines, of course, these sleeping issues, irritability, anxiousness and depression, With our kids, um, ADHD-like symptoms, like their their behaviour changes. They have they can have behavioural problems, lack of concentration, learning problems and difficulties. You know, it's a pretty hard time for our kids. There's also things like heart palpitations. So for myself, being very susceptible, when I would have a um, use a tablet back in the day, you won't catch me using one now. But if I had a tablet up to my heart, my heart would palpitate. So it really impacts the heart area with palpitations, arrhythmias, um, like I said, with the like the memory loss, getting words mixed up, forgetting, just forgetting words that you would normally uh, remember. There's also things like um, skin. Many people have unexplained skinny issues and things like unexplained, like just cold and flu-like symptoms that don't seem to eventuate to anything. They're just kind of there. The list is is truly quite endless Uh, and of course, then it leads on to chronic disease as well. So these symptoms that I'm talking about now, more like your short-term symptoms. And uh, so I've considered myself extremely lucky that I did experience the short-term symptoms and my body picked up on it uh, because I believe it may have helped me from, I don't know yet, but from the chronic symptoms Mm. of exposure to EMF. Um, So mood swings, ear problems, tinnitus ringing in the ears, balance, it's it's across the board there's just so much that 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 can be linked to emf and how do you work out what it is do you know um for myself i was lucky enough that i, I stumbled across what it was uh so i know that there'll be a lot of people out there that may be going to doctors and naturopaths and trying to figure out why they're fig- why they've got some of these symptoms uh, and it can be it can be emf so i think that's worth having a look at
0: definitely and i mean just simple things for myself that i realized that if I did not switch off the router at night, I had a very disturbed sleep. So I knew intuitively that that was the problem. So I just bought a timer and put my, my router on a timer so that it goes off, and also that helps with discipline of screen time. Absolutely. Because obviously, you know, the blue light also has an impact on the melatonin, so it's not just the EMF. Absolutely. And when you said their tablet, I was first thinking a medicine tablet, then I realized you're talking <laughs> Yeah, I, iPad yes. tablet, yeah. Yes, an iPad. And this, I think, is where we've moved from having a fixed setup in terms of our you know, environment where we only sat at a desk with a screen and a, a, you know, keyboard and so on. And then we've moved to all these portable devices. So we are way more exposed than we were even five, 10 years ago, you know, because every second child has to have a, a tablet for school. It's quite amazing how things have changed. Absolutely. So, are there some tips and recommendations that you can make that could reduce that exposure to EMF? How wonderful is it to be able to move around with your device and
1: sit wherever you like? Like, you know, it truly is wonderful. But if we are concerned about our health and the exposure that our families may be being exposed to, I highly recommend that um, if your children are using a, let's say, an iPad, uh, that, If they can use that iPad, if you can download what they're watching and then put the iPad on flight mode, there's absolutely no EMF coming towards your child. But however, if you can't do that, then I recommend that the tablet or the iPad be kept as far away from the child as possible, because the great thing about even though there's still a fair bit of exposure there the great thing is that exposure drops off with distance so the more you can distance you can keep between yourself and your devices the less exposure there is if you have wired sorry wireless keyboards and and a wireless mouse just get a wired one that will greatly reduce your exposure to emf you know i've have a wired mouse here um you know and i have people that say every time i pick up my mouse my hand tingles and I say, oh, do you have a wireless mouse? And they'll say, well, actually I do. I say, well, there you go. Maybe you need to get a wired one. So just wiring, you know, a tablet, uh, sorry, the, um, the keyboard and the mouse. And you can do that by just getting a, um, an adapter and plugging it into the um, iPad or the tablet and then just putting the, the mouse or the, not so much the mouse, but the key, keyboard there as well. And a great thing you mentioned too, Bev, turning that Wi-Fi off at night is another big thing. So just with the router, if anyone's just hanging around near the router, I would recommend that they step away from the router as far as possible, because the router does push out a lot of EMF. So the the distance is the key, just keep as well away far from it as you can.
0: We've got a lot of the kids at home now homeschooling. Instead of having a laptop on their lap, Should that be on a table with those uh, wired-in
1: devices? Absolutely. All our devices, like your laptops, everything, are meant to be at least 20 centimetres away from the body. That's in all your instructions, even your mobile phone. You're not even meant to hold your mobile phone. So, yes, it's really important to keep as much distance as we can between the device and ourselves. Yeah, good question,
0: Bev. And also I see a lot of people using those earbuds, which are the Wi-Fi things to their phones. What's your view on those?
1: My view on those is to really steer clear of them. And I've seen a little doco on that. So those little pods, they interact with each other. Going through your ear canal. So my suggestion, and I was going to cover this later, but I'll cover it now if that's okay. Um, with If you're using the devices... Um, especially if you're using your mobile phone, we always want to use speakerphone, if possible. And if we can't do that, um, the next best step is to use um, radiation-free headsets. So they're air tube headsets and they have like an air tube, well, I've got mine on, <laughs> between here and here so that there's no EMF that can travel up into the ear and into the canals. And the um, it's also braided here as well to help reduce any EMF that is actually touching my body. And the next best step after that is then just your ordinary headsets. None of those wireless pods in the ears, definitely.
0: I know that people think they're convenient, but I would also strongly urge you not to do that. That's why we don't hold phones to our ears. Mm. So why would you put the pods in your ear? Absolutely. Really, I think it's really important. You know, Our brain is one of our vital organs. So we know that without cognitive function or mm. you know, if we don't have memory, we actually can't function in our business. If you need, a, you need a deterrent, then think of how it will impact your business if you can't think about your own health, you know. So longer term, I think it would be detrimental.
1: Definitely, definitely detrimental. And I have experienced that memory loss and forgetting my words and everything. And it's really embarrassing when you're talking to people. So just yeah, just be aware of that. Thank you for bringing that one up, Bev.
0: Yeah, I think beyond the embarrassment, I think if it the damage goes unchecked. Yeah, I wonder if it's reversible. Look, we know that organs regenerate, Mm -hmm. but we are surrounded by EMF. And one of the things I know, which is a complicated subject, is the 5G. But the 5G, for people who don't understand that, is before you used to have a radio mast somewhere emitting the Wi-Fi. Now you're going to have one on every second light pole. So there might be one right outside your house. So I think for me, the change in technology is not necessarily bringing us as humans what we need, and there's dire consequences of that. So in a lot of the the testing that was done here in Australia, actually in Victoria, um, where they tested the the 5G rollout, there were incidences of flesh-eating bacteria that they didn't know the cause. And in, the, in fact, that was predicted by somebody um, who does a lot around EMF. And then other things like in Norway, where a whole whole flocks of birds died. It's a big topic, but I'd just love to know, have you got any perspective on 5G? Well, this is
1: really interesting. Like, it asked so many questions about it. And um, I totally don't know how this 5G is going to work. I do know that the what I've read, uh, it is going to be extremely detrimental to our health, to the whole planet basically, Bev. And how it's really going to roll out, I'm not sure yet because a lot of the 5G devices when they come out, like the mobile phones, um, are still going to be used by by using by 4G and 4G is actually going to pick up where the device is. And then the 5G um, from what I've ascertained is actually going to beam into that device. So it's going to have a, like a beam form. So, you know, we don't want to be in the way of that beam is my opinion. So when we're out and about, we can't protect ourselves from it. It's like now the only way we can really protect ourselves from it is in our homes and our homes need to be our sanctuary where we can come home at night and our kids and we can rest and rejuvenate. So the, you know, the best thing I would say is we've got to look after what we can to keep our health yeah. high. Yeah. I've, I've rang scientists and I've asked scientists, please, please, can you help me? Can you shed some light on this? What can I tell people? And a lot of them won't commit. They'll, they'll Well, not a lot. I've only met, rang a couple, but they've said, look, we really don't know how this is going to play out. So there's, you know, there's there's a lot of information out there. And um, my, my advice is if you cannot get a 5G product, don't get it. So our 4G, 1, 2, 3, 4G was all about connecting people, you know, with each other. But the 5G is all about connecting to devices, to devices in your home, to your fridge, to cars, to, you know, it's a whole different spin on it. It's really going to be interesting because a lot of the 5G, depending on where it sits on the spectrum, they are saying, ascertaining that it's not going to be able to penetrate balls and that the leaves are going to get in the way of the, um, of the, of the signal uh, and rain and things like that. So it's
0: really, I'm really intrigued to see how this plays out. Yeah, they, there's a lot of um, press around so-called advantages like smart cars and all those kind of things but honestly from the human race point of view i think it's going to be one of our biggest challenges of this new century so yeah i agree with I you agree. i agree totally <laughs> yeah. agree. and so diane what are your tips for living fabulously
1: my tips for living fabulously Beth, would be i would have to say um be really aware of what we put in our mouth try to eat fresh vegetables fruits uh not too much manufactured stuff think about what you're putting in your head up here because i know our thoughts can really influence how we feel how we act and i know that for a fact because i continually have to keep what tell my mind on what i tell myself one tip that i would love to give people is to actually get out and get those shoes off and go go out and Ground into that mother earth because I tell you what when I was going through the symptoms I was going through I actually felt the the tension and it's like the the build-up of all this electricity in me I actually felt it draining and within 20 minutes I felt great I highly recommend this for all families to get outside with your kids disconnect from your advi- uh, um, devices and connect with each other outside
0: Barefoot, and, <laughs> barefoot. Yeah, yeah
1: absolutely absolutely yeah And of course, be aware of what's in your environment is the EMF, you know, be aware of EMF where you're spending time uh, around devices and chemicals as well. So just be aware of, you know, chemicals in our products as well. Yeah,
0: that's great. Because I think the other things is the unseen things in our homes, like you mentioned, you know, meter boxes and those sort of things because one of my previous guests spoke about the meter box being behind the headboard and Um, how it actually disrupted not only her sleep but her health so it's it's quite interesting that you've got to sort of cast your mind broader than what you can actually just physically see too it is it is very very difficult because we're brought up with these things we've lived with these things for years
1: and yeah and now we've got to kind of spin our turning around and we've got to actually look at things and say I know it's ridiculous but who would have ever thought that the meter box could impact your health the power lines out the front of the home could be impacting your home, you know, things like that.
0: Yeah, yeah fantastic. And you can find Diane Elson at her website, it's restassurednorthqueensland.com. And we'll put these in the show notes because there's abbreviations, and also on Facebook under Restassured North Queensland. So, Diane, thanks so much for bringing practical sound gardens to us today and i think the the big thing for me is given that we are on our devices a lot is to make the investment like you mentioned some simple things of a different headset you know make sure you've got that instead of wireless you know keyboards and and you know go for the wired options of those but also keep some distance from these things you know because we can have our our phone or our you know ipad on our lap that doesn't mean we should so it's really important just to take some of these practical things and like i mentioned is simply having a timer on my router means that i don't have to remember to switch that device off it automatically goes off before bedtime which is also a great thing for getting better quality sleep so you know it's all, all important all of these things tie in together but I think if you have listened to this and you're thinking, mm, goodness, I wonder if this is, please get in touch with Diane and make sure that you take some action around this because it's a good thing to rule out, you know, to the, that it's not the EMF in your home. And then that's where I come in <laughs> because <laughs> yeah. unexplainable exhaustion you know brain fog all of those things have other roots in the body so absolutely so it's a it's a a beautiful thing that we can complement one another there diane so thank you absolutely yeah so thanks so much for being with me on the show today thank you so much
1: it's been my pleasure thank you so much
0: thank you so much for listening and i would love to know what you enjoyed most about this episode you can connect with me on facebook by searching for Living Fabulously with Bev or feel welcome to leave a message or comment on my website. You can get the links and any references from this episode in the show notes at my website, www.livingfabulously.com forward slash podcasts. Do you have a friend who you think deserves to live fabulously? Spread the love around by sharing the podcast with them right now. Until next time, be sure to live the fab life. The information shared here and in our programs and webinars should not be seen as medical advice and is not meant to take the place of seeing licensed health professionals.